Do you want to introduce yourself? First name? Noah. And I'm Danielle. Right. Alright, so this is the article that I have right for you guys. So this is from Madden America, which is like a Harvard institution. So this is the article. A question has been brought with, with a new dynamic into the mental health space since COVID. As the adversities and disadvantages in the lives and communities of people who suffer distress are better understood, questioning what has happened to them, not what is wrong, it is an imperative for connecting to a person in distress. The question is based on the notion that people are responding to their environment and experiences as something that is their fault and not a mental illness. We have lost most of, much of the genuine curiosity to understand ourselves and one another in the context of human experience. So often the bedrock of mental health systems and structures is to focus upon the words like disorder, risk, and intervention by expert professionals instead of the notion that perhaps things are just not going well. So I read this, right? And my question is, what do you think, like, makes people better, like, happier? Like, so we're, we're obviously in COVID right now. Mm -hmm. So everybody just wants to be, like, dead because we were all quarantined for, like, a year and a half. Yeah. None of us did that, like, very well. But, like, we were supposed to be in quarantine for, like, a year and a half. I thought about that a lot when COVID, like, first started. I, uh, I started off in school as a collegiate athlete and then they're like oh yeah everybody go home and you get to everybody's like, oh wow spring break is gonna be so cool because we get like a two-week spring break instead of a one-week spring break and then i go back home and i'm home for a few days i go back to school to get my stuff because we were told that it's end of the semester and it'll be online school and then on my last night at school my parents told me they were like yeah don't come home so you're gonna bring vid and i was like oh okay great what do i do can i stay at school and they were like no everybody gotta get out even the like international kids had to go somewhere else and so i went to my friend's house for a second went into new york and I stayed in New York City for a minute. And then the National Guard decided to come in and close the city. I closed the whole island off. And I was not about to stay in New York City because it was very expensive. So I drove across the country once again to Austin, Texas, where I stayed on my cousin's couch and did online school. And it was all right, you know, all the professors had no idea how to do online school. So I got A's in all my classes. They were just like, yeah, you all existed. So you get an A. And during this time, I spent a really long time just by myself because my cousin was uh, an essential worker. So she would work all day and then come back and go right to sleep. And I don't sleep that much. And so I'm just awake all the time. I've like hiked a lot and I went and skated a lot in Austin. Saw the city as it was empty. And I'd heard all the stories about how Austin was crazy and how cool it was, but there was nothing around. And I remember I was on a hike listening to the song On a Desert Isle by C.W. Stone King. 
overlooking this lake and uh, Lake Travis in Austin has these huge stone kind of walls all around. It's kind of deserty, pretty pretty cool site. Just sitting there thinking about how I got into my position and spending like five or six months completely by myself was kind of kind of nutty <laughs> at right. a certain point. I didn't even go back to the apartment. I just sleep in my car, go around and like camp basically. And it wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. It was just me kind of thinking about all the things I could be doing, all the things I should be doing, stuff like that. Eventually I finally go home and I noticed that it's a little different than it was the last time I was there. Before I had just come out of being like super social, hanging out with a bunch of people, like ready for everything. And then I didn't want to do as much. I was kind of just like sulking. I didn't do a whole lot. I never left my room once I was back in the safety of my room and actual bed to sleep in and internet and everything. And I just sat in my room for like a month. Like I think almost a straight month of just staying at home. And then my friends were like, yo, like, get out of the house. Like, stop playing video games. Like, you don't need to be grinding this. Like, go go out and hang out with us. You're, like, different. And I went out and I started hanging out with everybody. And it starts to change. I start to, like, feel better about my social situation, kind of, like, not being isolated, not being super sad all the time. And everything was kind of clicking. And next thing I know, I find myself across the country again, going uh, somewhere that I didn't intend on going. My original plan was to go to Boise State, and that didn't work out for financial reasons. And I ended up going to a community college. I honestly was not doing super great because I wasn't really motivated. I didn't know anybody, and I tried to make friends, didn't really meet anybody. I felt very isolated for a really long time while I was living here. And I was always wondering, like, man, how do I get back to how I was before? And that's when I realized the, like, negative connotation of people who are like, oh, I just need to get back to how I was. Like, I used to be so much better than I was before. And that's not a real thing, if because you're always you're always changing. If you always compare yourself to how you were before, you're just going to stagnate, and you're not going to actually grow or improve or do anything to fix your situation. You'll just be stuck on the old the old version of yourself, and that's something that I've seen a lot of people get stuck on in college, especially people are like, "Oh, yeah, I'm so much different now." And I've asked them if that was good or bad. And they would always say a mixed response. They'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, it's good because of this, but, like, all of these things have changed, and I didn't want them to go this way. But life is unpredictable, so you kind of have to just adapt with what you get and keep going. And if you give yourself a bunch of heat for not being the person you want to be, instead of focusing on that, try to figure out how you can get to where you want to be 
what you have to do next because it's not quick. It really sucks that it's not quick. We're in a time where everybody wants to do things quickly. They want to have instant results. Everybody's really mad if a like video or picture or something doesn't load in 0.02 seconds with insane speeds. And when I was a kid, I was lucky if I could download like Angry Birds on my iPod in one day. Um, it was just that bad. Like data was terrible. And now it's like, oh my god, I can't download this entire like library of photos that's 17 gigabytes in less than five minutes. And it's kind of frustrating that that's how it is now. That is that is like 17 minutes, I guess, that you won't get back waiting for your photos. Right. And, I, mean, <laughs> I guess. But so anything you just said is because of COVID. So like, do you think do you wonder what life would be like if it weren't for COVID? If COVID wouldn't have happened, I feel like I would probably still be a collegiate athlete at um, Notre Dame, or I would have came here to a very different atmosphere because I feel like I came into Boise with a certain expectation of how the city was, how crazy life was here, and then realized that it's really... Really not as nuts as I thought it would be, but then again, for the first few months I was here, I didn't see a single person on the street, <laughs> and now there's a lot more people out and about, and I actually feel like there's some life around here, but nothing nothing crazy how it's supposed to be yet, which is good. I mean, nothing happens instantly, and you kind of have to just accept that to be able to progress and feel better about the little victories. So I want to hear where where were you when it's crazy that like it's basically it it like sounds like nine eleven basically but like where were you when COVID happened yeah that's like basically what it is now but where are you when like so I'm the youngest and this makes me feel really awkward because I feel like a small child right you guys sometimes but um so I um I actually had just graduated high school but yeah yeah I I don't hear it. (laughs) Um, but I did online, uh, for my whole senior year and that was before COVID was even a thought. Um, I just did that for personal reasons. So I was already home a lot and then the COVID outbreak happens. And at the time I was living with, uh, my mom and, um, her now ex-husband and his kid. We had a house. Um, but yeah, COVID happens and I've literally never seen my mom more panicked. And that was like... It's one thing when, like, your parent panics, but it's another thing when, you know, her name's Lisa, so it's on a Lisa level, and she's, like, 60 and, like, frantic. Right. Um, so that was not a good time. Um, but I had recently gotten a job as a hostess at a restaurant down here, um, and I was, like, super pumped for it, and then we got laid off because we couldn't have the restaurant open. Mm. Um. And I wasn't, like, fired or anything. It was kind of just, like, a break because they weren't open. Um, But, yeah, I kind of just did not know what to do with myself because I'm stuck at home with my parents. All my friends' parents are freaked out. And I literally, like, have nothing to do besides, like, search for schools I maybe want to go to after this. Whatever. Um, But, yeah, like most people, I was alone in my room 
Um, and of all things, I kind of had like a breakthrough with mental health problems that I have dealt with honestly most of my life. Um, it's kind of weird because I've heard, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, I got really depressed. I was away from so many people. That's really common. I can totally understand that. But with me, I was left in a room with my thoughts and I actually made myself address them. Um, and one of the biggest things was actually like, um, overcoming eating disorder that started when I was 12. Um, and you know, Social media, of course, comes into play, and that's never helpful because you see Photoshop pictures where people look totally different. Like, oh my god, my waist is 24, blah, blah, blah. Like, all the stuff that doesn't matter if it's not you. Right. Um, and I feel silly talking about this because it's like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I am high maintenance, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but that was just one of my big thoughts. And I kind of slowly started to see myself just like be okay with who I was um I feel like I did gain a little bit of like healthy weight which is good and like started eating like a normal person which is really awesome but yeah I kind of just somehow learned to accept what I look like my health my overall body makeup and I don't know why but sitting by myself all that time was like good for me mm -hmm. um and yeah the rest kind of pretty similar to what other people have said sitting alone kind of gets boring do either of you think you'll be the person you were before covid because what you said about like um we said no about like that you became less social whatever less inclined to speak to people i remember there was a moment where we went to our hometown and we were meeting up with two friends and they came to your house first and you were playing escape from tarkov and you were like so invested in just like living in that world that I remember we just like sat there for like 30 minutes in your room and like I've never seen you so like inclined to not speak to like other people. Like it was pretty like silent for like the majority of the, the time, which like I feel like it'll be so hard to explain to our children how like like things that affect our characteristic is just a moment in time. Like, whenever people talk about 9-11 and how that changed their perspective of, like, politics and stuff, I've never understood it because it's one thing that happened that was, like, a, you know, a moment in time. But I know that, like, who I am now is not who I was, like, last, like, January. I don't think I'll ever be that person again. I think that being the person that you were in the past is impossible, just in general, for anybody. Nobody's completely the same after a long period of time and it may not be a like actually long period of time really it was only like a year that COVID was really pretty impactful to most people but for me being by myself for so long and just all over the place I kind of realized that I was like either moving forward or not moving forward and I like internalized that for a long time and I didn't really get over that until really the start of this year when I realized I need to just like stop doing that stop really being way too invested in my own mind 
because that's one of the things I learned just sitting in my car in like the random countryside off the highway, just looking at like the stars or trying to stay warm because it would be cold that night or trying to figure something out. And I was just like, wow, I can't, I can't keep doing that. I can't just like stay in my own mind because if you keep bouncing off your own thoughts, you'll either plunge way down into a hole or you'll come to a conclusion that probably is not the best thing for you to do. Now, I understand some people will have like, oh, this big idea and they'll have it like, oh yeah, I was like sitting in my parents' garage or something and they come with this idea that's like worth millions of dollars down the line. They like do something to make it happen. But it's not just the idea that like propelled them into success. It was acting on what they were thinking. And at the time I was more focused with what I'm gonna do because so many of my plans that I put a ton of time into didn't work out. And I didn't feel like I was progressing in any way. And I got really into uh, video games and stuff, like Tarkov especially, because it's a very punishing game. And for some reason I like playing very, very hard games that aren't very like actually fun to play. They kind of just make you feel bad. Right. But there's, there's little wins in those games, but you don't know if you're gonna win or not because it's a very RNG-based game. And the little wins I did have made me feel like all the times that I just felt terrible and felt like shit about the, everything I was doing, those kind of made up for it. And being so invested in that for so long, just things that were within my own head, I kind of lost interest in just anybody else, really. I was just being very selfish in my own space. And now I, I'm a little different. I, I would make an effort to do other things like prioritize being out of the screen more than being in a screen only because now I feel like I have an actual opportunity to do so. The circumstances are different now and I can go, I can go places, I can meet people. Even since I've been here, this year has been way different than most years where I feel like I'm relearning how to communicate with people and how to really make friends and what it means to maintain friendships and all, all the things like that. I feel like I'm much more um, focused on meeting other people than I am on working on myself. And that's gotten me into a much better place mentally, but it's not really any fault of COVID. It's um, how you perceive your own solitude i guess right a lot of um introspective i was just reading that the number of suicides in i think it was april right after like the first outbreak of COVID happened was up like almost half like more than they like normally would have been so people over the age of 30 spending all the time in their house just had more time to be like oh am i happy like with life and then most of them decided that they were like not happy with life and i feel like another introspective thing is you said social media is something that you were you saying that you stopped using social media right because not necessarily i just i had to make a decision to like differentiate and kind of not compare myself to what i was seeing on social media because that can be altered in so many ways and it's hard to catch sometimes 
Gotcha. Yeah, I, I saw this thing. It was like screen time on phones was like 11 hours a day yeah. for people that are like in places like Los Angeles or whatever, where like the COVID restrictions are like at one point were extremely strict. Like you can go outside or anything. People are on social media like most of the time that they were awake, which is crazy because I think that when we're older, when people ask us about our 20s or like the end of high school, will be like, oh, it was defined by, like, absolute isolation. Like, I think about people who were in high school last year, and they just did not go to high school. And, like, that would totally change your, like, perspective. And I think it, I think the thing about COVID is it's changed what makes people happy. Now I just, like, go outside to, like, go to the gas station. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, what a great day. Like, I'm, like, seeing another person. I, um... I work at Domino's and I'm a delivery driver and somebody the other day I actually delivered to and they had like a message that was um, call when you get to my apartment. And so I called and they came out and I handed them their pizza and they were like, oh, I just like wanted to see someone. Like I have no reason for you to like not just drop it at the door. It's like, wow, that is like so sad. <laughs> like they just wanted human connection so bad. They were like literally anyone. You know, my boss, um, not the, the boss I directly answer to, but the GM of the restaurant I work at, he is, like, middle-aged guy, kind of, kind of, he's an interesting dude, kind of just chugs energy drinks all the time, he has little clips that kind of give me an insight into his life, and every once in a while I hear something that make me stop, and one of those was when he was talking about some like a uh, father, father daughter dance that these people were coming into. And he was like, wow, I remember those. I remember when I used to be like involved in my kids' lives and now I haven't seen them in like a year and a half because they refused to travel with COVID. And I asked him about that later. I was like, Oh, like, are you, are you good, bro? Like, what, what what have you been up to? Like, why do you just chug energy drinks when it's, like, 10 o'clock? Like, you can't go to sleep afterwards. Like, I know you can't. Like, you're even, like, a little older, so it's probably even slower for you on how this caffeine affects you. And he's like, yeah, I usually just stay up, like, all night just thinking about the life I could have had if I chose not to be here. And that that is always interesting to me because I hear that a lot in food service it's the third place where my manager has been like, I should have picked a different life. And not that it's bad, there's a lot of money in food service, but it's a huge time commitment mm -hmm. to be running a restaurant or be working in a restaurant. You're there for a really long time. And if you're not happy with it, then it, why are you doing it? But it affects everything around you outside of the restaurant. Like You can't just sell your soul to all these other people that are coming in to eat like you pretty much just get shit on all the time like it's not great <laughs> from like shitty co-workers to like snobby guests or things like that it can be good and bad but i wonder how he's gotten to that point he's not as bad as my other boss but i, I don't want to talk about his life <laughs> his is arguably worse but I think I was watching a Joe Rogan episode where he talks about how much people allow things to take up their headspace, like their general thoughts and just how much people allow um, things to stress them. When you said reminded me, um, orthodontists take up the number one amount of suicides in the world. 
because you go to school for like six years or whatever and then you work like 12 hours a day literally cleaning fucking teeth and so you're just like well i might as well just like not even be here at all and it's like I, it's like 40 percent of orthodontists end up like killing themselves and it's because you like you just let allow so many things to take over your headspace i think it's all a huge thing with politics is how many people get stressed about politics it's like the people that you're worried about you will never meet in your life mm-hmm. like you have no influence on them whatsoever like and you have you just live and you die like that's the thing that like i think was super worrisome about covid is that it took up so many people's headspaces that like they allow things to happen in their lives that they can never undo. You said your boss hasn't seen like his family. I know people whose like relatives like died and they like refused to visit them, like knowing they were like dying. Like they're like grandparents. So it's happening with my boss. His mom's dying mm. and he's about to get a divorce. And instead of confronting it, he just uh, works nonstop all the time, clicks in like 73 hours a week. Gets so much overtime, pays extreme taxes on it. He doesn't even make as much as he should for working that much. He gets so screwed on taxes for working too much and having kids. And his wife takes his whole paycheck and all that. And I ask him about it almost every night. I'm like, how's how's like your home life going? Like, how's your mom? And he's like, oh, she's dying. Are you going to go visit? He's like, I had plane tickets. I was supposed to fly last week. But I didn't. I was like, why didn't you? He's like, oh, well, I was really stressed that the restaurant would go under because we had like two two people take the same week off. And I was like, oh, no, you just, you got to do that. Like, you can't do that again. Like, you can't go visit your dying mother right. a second time. Like, if she dies, then you can't do it again. You'll just wonder about why you didn't do that. And then that'll be a new thing that takes over your headspace. And those kinds of thoughts can loop in your mind so you can just create negative feedback and my previous boss at the pizza place i used to work at um talked about how he used to get stuck in loops like that and he would constantly beat himself up over things that he didn't do and he said he finally got out of it by finding a hobby he said he just bikes like all the time and he does like intermittent fasting and he builds a computer to play league of legends which he spent way too much on the computer to play that game, but I don't know. I feel like if you find a hobby you really like, then that couldn't like help you. But you really need to not get stuck in a loop like that. Festering just in your mind, it will blow up one day, and you won't be able to take it when it does, because you'll have months of things built up that you could have solved much quicker. In most cases, some of them you can't do again. If somebody dies and you regret that for the rest of your life, you'll just have to carry that weight. But. Do either of you have something that you want to do, like not want to do, that you feel like you should do now that like COVID is like any people are like halfway vaccinated in the United States, like a new phase of life or yourself? Um kind of just going back to the small things that like make people happy either when it was during COVID or like coming out of it, like you said, um, calling just so you could see your face walk up to the door. Um, I enjoy little things like when I'm driving home at night and the sun is, you know, setting and the weather's perfect. Definitely just taking a moment to roll down my windows, blast my music and just like be in my little happy place. I 
my happy place isn't like a specific location. I just want to be able to find it and definitely travel once it's good and I can, right. um, both financially. Um, but yeah, just kind of explore and that's about it. I don't think I'll be doing anything different. <laughs> when when COVID happened, I just saw it as an opportunity to do more of what I was already doing. I just saw more of the country. I literally did pretty much everything that I could do with my money allowing me. I mean, I lived in a bunch of different places. I met tons of people. They talk about those uh, super spreaders of COVID that were like traveling the country, you know, like, like the truck drivers that would get COVID from the gas stations. I was one of them. I got COVID like five times and I never, I never stopped. I never got medical help or anything. I just kept, kept going and traveling and meeting people like nothing had happened. And then I got here and just started focusing on academics and now I'm just going to keep going until I reach my goals. Nothing's going to stop me in that. But You're saying, yeah, I guess I could. I should have figured that we probably would change. We literally left, like, the continent at one point. Yeah, we did. We got, during COVID, hopped on a plane to, to Hawaii. So that is true. All right, we're in there because that's, like, 30 minutes.